Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to everyone, depending on what side of the world you're tuning in from. Welcome back to another episode of Purposely Awaken. So on last week's show, in case you missed it, we have Papa Joe Aviance, and he chatted, he chatted a little bit about his upcoming project, The Electric Negro, which is a superhero series, and then he also talked about his weight loss journey. And if you get a chance to go back on PurposelyAwaken.com and read the article, uh, he lost he lost over 250 pounds. So this so on this week's episode, we're staying we're, we're kind of staying in the health and wellness uh, side of things a little bit. I would say more so on I guess the wellness side, but as it pertains to our hair. So I think, of course, you know, like, as black, especially as black women, like, our hair, like, our hair is our wellness. I mean, because as black women, you know, if we don't get our hair done, like, you know, like, nothing's getting done. But anyways, so, yeah, so, so far, so to convene in our topic, we have a special guest. Some may, some may have... Some may know her, may remember her from the color purple. She she played young Seely. Her name is oh I hope I pronounced her name right. We have pronounced Desiree Desiree Jackson. So now, so I know people are always wondering, you know, what like what child stars are up to now. So before we bring her on, we're gonna go on a short break, and she's gonna talk about some of her that she's currently doing. As you know, she's also a hairstylist, so she'll talk, she's going to talk a little bit about, like, her different pictures of hair, um, her hair business, and some other, some other little surprise things that she's doing. Alright, so we're going to go on this short break, and then we'll be back. Walk in the house, show me love You ain't even gotta be Valentine's Day I'ma still leave some roses by the tub Go through so much in the street I just wanna come home to a meal in the hub The ops wanna kill me, you wanna argue I sleep in the trap and just thugs But I'd rather you show me some love I'd rather you show me it's real I'd rather you tell me your feelings Than act like I'm tripping or high on the pill Don't say that you crazy in love with me Cause being crazy could lead you to kill And money ain't nothing These people who happy and love them behind on their bills And they ain't pay their mortgage in years Let me help you fight your fears Can't turn my back when my grandma died Man, you helped me wipe my tears Cold-hearted when I opened up Man, your love was at a bear By the time you realized it was PTSD You ain't even care Damn. You ain't even care Show me love Treat it like we freaking on a weekend Show me love I heat up the seconds, times, and reasons for your love This is not the season for nobody else but us I always get wrapped up in you, baby I'm in love We gon' get this love Like we never done it Baby, I'm in love Go ahead, show me love Like we never done it Ooh, I got you running Every time I give you some Show me love like You'll see red lights And you'll crash in it like a deer inside the headlights Yeah, I saw you love like It was passionate I just wanna bask in it Winning it like a championship You gon' show me love like Like you tried it and denied it But you still let me apply it Like I made you put your ties in Show me love 
Even when you don't got time to I'll be there to find you I'll remind you Show me love Treat it like we freaking on a weekend Show me love I eat up the seconds, times and reasons for your love This is not the season for nobody else but us I always get wrapped up in you, baby I'm in love We gon' get this love Like we never done Know me as I, I starred in the color purple as young Sealy, and um, let me see. I also am, um, I have a company called Black Soap Products, I'm the CEO of um, a hairline company, and the author of um, The Black Hair Conspiracy, my new book. Oh, awesome. So that leads me into my next question. <laughs> So I know you re- you, re- you recently released a black hair cons- conspiracy. So like, what what inspired you to write the book, and then what can like readers expect from it? Well, I originally was inspired to write the book. Approximately, I started the journey actually um, about nine years ago, and um, it would be ten now, but. What happened was, um, I had my product line, Black Silk Products, and at the time, I, um, I would do my daughter's hair, and I just, I also did hair professionally, a lot of people didn't know, for over 30 years. Gotcha. And I would do braids, and I, um, I literally started the very first, um, hair braidery that was a home-based business in Watts, California. And I would have clients that would come to me all the time and basically I would make my own products and I would try to solve a lot of their health issues that they was having concerning here. So I have clients back in the, you're talking about early um, 2000, late 90s that would have like cancer problems, um, alopecia, major hair problems. And so, as I would braid their hair, I used to make like a oil and do different things to help um, help take care of what the problem was besides just braiding it for them. And what I realized was at some point, as I started searching for more information, just specifically on what was the cause of some of our hair problems, I couldn't find... Um, I couldn't find books. I couldn't find things that gave me enough information at the time. So I decided to actually keep a journal of my experience and what I was doing with my clients and what was happening with them. And it was so successful at the time that, I mean, I literally thought of the concept that I would want my daughter to have something like this to, to pull back on. Um, as to like the proper ways to do things because I found there was a lot of misinformation out there. That's literally what inspired me to write the book. Now the book turned into the um, Black Hair Conspiracy because of the fact that as I continued to do my research, I found um, more information like as I digged into um, more facts and history, I found more information that I realized 
I don't think that it's been an accident that we've been getting misinformation concerning our hair, how to care for it, and even the way the products are being made for our hair. Right. And I wanted to share that fact and that knowledge that I started to acquire. And the book kind of like turned into its own thing and became more than just about how to care for your hair. But I really wanted people to understand the connection that hair had with your health, your wealth, um, some of the universal um, factors that I started noticing um, as I learned a little bit more about um, not chemistry, but literally about mechanics physics and what I realized that how much our hair was already documented um, that wasn't shared with us or even told to us connected to mechanics physics and how the universe actually operates. Oh, got you. And then speaking of, kind of you mentioned like our like our hair products. Like I know like with you being a hairstylist and then I know like I know you come across like a bunch of like different hair products that mostly like maybe clients might have asked you questions about and then like a like I felt as a black woman when we go on like Target or Walmart or like the beauty supply. Sometimes I feel like the hair products are like overwhelming and like we don't really know which ones are good for us, which ones are bad for us. So like so as black women, like what what products should we be using and sh- and shouldn't be using? Like what ingredients a, are good for our hair? Yeah, you know that that's a deep question you ask because it's not really one answer to that. Gotcha. Um, so I'm gonna kind of break it up just a little bit. Okay. Um, the big thing about understanding what kind of products you should be using for your hair is going to it's going to first just going back to understanding that um what is your true what is the problem that you're having gotcha um you're going to have to understand that hair products and and i manufacture hair products but hair products are generally just made to to um cover an issue or to help an issue or to help make something look good, but it doesn't really address the issue. Gotcha. So, right now, part of what my product line, what we did was we're literally relaunching because we have came with a concept um, that we would soon share publicly, that we want people to understand. Our products are, are created to literally grow, heal, or protect only. Got it. And that's the thing that's happening with the big thing is it, it's not so much as to like what products you should be using. Um, I, I want people to start paying attention to the purpose behind a company's products. Okay? That would be that's one of the things we're going to have to really start paying attention to. Understanding the difference between uh, what was the intention behind a product. See, a product can be marketed to you, and it can be, and it's known. And you're like, oh, and everybody's like, this smells great. Right. This is wonderful. It is. Every blogger has it. It is the biggest thing going. But what was the intentions behind the product that it was made? Because even if you read the labels, understanding that products, hair products doesn't have an FDA approval like you think it does. Right. 
And what I mean by that is what they tell you is not always what is being done or what it's made with. Gotcha. So does it really matter if you if I tell you aloe vera is great for your hair? And you don't understand that just because you pick up a product with aloe vera in it does not mean that that product is actually using genuine aloe vera. Right. And then how much aloe vera is actually put into it. And then what chemicals or preservatives have been added that now no longer serve the benefit of the aloe vera. Right. But I can tell you all day, you know, like... Um, hey, you want to use this for your hair, you want to use that type of product, you want to use this, or, or these are really great nutrients. It means nothing, honestly, unless you're getting the product and that ingredient or that protein or that nutrient in the way that you, your hair needs it. Gotcha, makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. And then piggybacking off of that, like, what are some of, like, the common myths, like, about, like, going out, going to, like, natural hair? What what are some of, like, the common myths that you encountered about natural hair? Oh! (laughs) I mean, especially since it's, like, a big academic now with, like, the Crown Act and, like, with more, like, now there's, like, more and more, like, women, like, wearing wearing their natural hair. Then on the flip side, you still have those who are a little, like afraid because you know they t- they hear about like breakage and then like maybe dryness so they don't know how to take care of it so yeah like what are some of the myths that you've heard well i think some of the okay some of the myths that i could i'm going to try to take a light one and not go to one that's going to make me talk to me one okay. of the lightest ones that i um i think i i really hate when I see um, we get caught up into um, what's considered natural. Okay. Um, for instance, you know, if we, if we wear our hair um, and you don't have a lot of, you know, curls in your, in your hair when you wear it out, um, we tend to not feel as comfortable or think it's as beautiful or we or we use the words, you know, um, nappy or kinky um, versus curly. Right. And we don't like it. And see, the biggest myth that I realize is that people don't understand that every type of hair, whether it be 4C, um, or however they categorize it, they're all curly. The hair is actually coral first. The only reason why it doesn't appear to be as curly or coral is because the hair becomes so dry that it, it clusters together. And what happens is when your hair is at its healthiest form, I don't care how you might have been told your hair is the most kinkiest hair or hard to comb, but when it's at its healthiest and it has a proper pH balance and it's been moisturized and it's at its healthiest form, your hair will become extremely curly. So there, and, and as I think some of the biggest myths that hold, I don't like, um, you know, like the way we tend to feel like 
like all hair isn't curly or coral. There's just different tightness of coral. Right, that's that's true. And then we have people. Uh, I think we have. Uh, um, I notice people be like, I, I see these hashtags that might say, um, you know, hair goals, or yeah. people look at someone else and like, I oh. I see people would say all the time, some, you know, they bloggers or, or certain, um, you know, certain people, you know, they're advertised like, oh, I do my hair like this, I do my hair like that. And I think the biggest myth we have is that we think that we use the products that they use, and if we do the things that they're doing, our hair is going to have the same results. Right. <laughs> and that's not true. Unless you have their mama and their daddy's DNA. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> nothing you do or the product you do is going to help it. Because half the time, I've seen girls that can damage their hair with so much bleaching, and then their hair still is healthy. Their hair can recover. They can take that. But then you just put too light of a plus in your hair. <laughs> your hair is breaking. You're, right. You go swimming, you know. There is a misconception that we can look at someone else's hair journey and mimic it. Right. And that's not the truth. The truth is we're going to have to understand that first we have to start with who we are and what the hair we have. Some some of us have thin hair. Some of us have thick hair. These are these are DNA. You can't take away those numbers. Right. And then you take it from that point, you start from there, and then you're going to have to do the work. You can't cheat this. This is not a cheat test. You're going to have to find out. You're going to realize that the products, the food you eat, your diet, along with the weather, certain times of the year, your hormones are going to affect how your hair responds to certain things. That's true. And that's why in my book, I have you to have a journal. It becomes this personal thing where I'm asking you to keep a hair journal. Keep a journal and start paying attention to, you know, what products you use and how you responded. When, what year was it? What time was it? You know, um, also, you know, was this before your cycle, during your cycle? Was you stressed? Was you, you know, did you go swimming a lot? You gotta pay attention to these things because you're gonna start learning for yourself. You will start noticing, you know what? These particular products work really well with my hair, and then these products, even though they're popular, don't. Or even though this pop you know, product isn't popular, it does work. Or why does this work and this doesn't work? But it's your own personal hair journey you're gonna have to develop. So that's some of the myths that I just hate. I don't like when we get caught up into being like, well, in awe of someone's hair length or hair growth or hair thickness and it's not recognizing our journey or right. personal journey alright that's, right, that's definitely true kind of especially like as women as women like we always seems like some of us you know that we always want to like I guess compare or it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that seems like it's always like a competition. Where it's like, oh, my hair used to be like that, or let me see if I can get it like <laughs> right. 
Exactly. And it's funny because not just with our hair, our, but just even in life, we use these terminologies and we have to learn that, that you are, I believe human nature, we are in competition, but you should be in competition with yourself. You want to be the best version that you can be. And think about that with your hair. Like, What's happening with your hair? You know, your hair is not going to be the same. I'm sorry to let people know when you were 10 years old to when you were 40 years old. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? But you should have more knowledge at 40 than you did at 10. Right. <laughs> and then what are and then what are your what are your thoughts on the Crown Act and its implications for 2020? I do think, even though now, like, with, like, the laws being passed and everything, do you think that things will still change in the workplace, or do you still think, like, it's still, or do you think natural hair is still going to, like, take, still going to take some time, or, like, what are your thoughts on the Crown Act? Oh, the Crown Act, I love it. Um, I'm not surprised that uh, we had to enforce a law. <laughs> right. Uh, we had to do that just to vote. There had right. to be a legislation passed for us just to vote, for us just to read, for us just to be able to sit down and eat. So we shouldn't be surprised that we have to have any form of registration or laws just for us to be us. Right. Now, would it continue? I believe that it's going to continue according to how much we talk about it, how much we fight about it, just like anything else. We, it will, I mean, times are going to change, no matter whether we want to it or, or we see it or not. Times will change. What direction change comes from has to do with how actively we are focusing on the direction we want it to change. I love the Crown Act, and I believe in it. And in fact, um, I feel that what's more interesting to me is, you know, the Crown Act actually states so that you won't have unfair um, treatment at work, right? Right. And it's because they thought that natural hair is kind of unprofessional, right? Right. <laughs> What was very interesting to me is the word unprofessional all by itself. The meaning is to, it's below or contrary to standards expected in a particular profession. Below the standards. What is expected in a profession? That's unprofessional, okay? Right. When you hired a black employee, did you not think they came with black hair? Right. <laughs> what was the the standard? What was the standard that you really wanted? When you hired an African American person, did you not think they came with culture? So the expectation is what was interesting to me was what was the true expectation if it was considered unprofessional? Because you have employees that wear 
purple hair, pink hair. It's very, it's okay to have a mohawk. Right. To have colored hair. You dye your hair on natural colors, and that is more professional in a workplace than no natural hair or cultural hair style. That's the interesting part to me about the law. Right. And then, so what's your advice for those who, for those who are still battling with, you know, how they should wear their hair in the workplace? Like how, like for example, like how you just mentioned how, you know, say like such and such, like such, maybe like Andy, Andy can come into work with like, you know, a mohawk, but then say you have, but then say you have like, yeah, so you can come with a pink mohawk and then say, and then say you have you have Nicole, like you know, she wants to wear her her hair out natural, but she's but she's still getting criticized in the workplace. But Andy's not. So, like, how about your advice to them that are still struggling with that till this, like, right now, currently? Well, my advice to those that are able to wear their hair natural comfortably is to do it. And the reason I say those that are able, because just because, you know, you're not everyone is able to say, you know, comfortably I can do this transition at work and still have a job. And we can't lose sight of the fact that, you know, they still have a family to feed. But I feel that those that are in a position, whether it be from a... CEO standpoint, you're the owner of your own company, you are higher up in a position, you are a vice president, you are a supervisor, you are in a position where you feel that you are comfortable to do this, you have the duty and the right, you have the responsibility, because representation does matter. And the more we see it, the more it becomes the norm. Okay, that's true. And then, so what's, what, is, what is on your agenda for 2020? I know you, have, I know you just had like your book. Like, so what's, what's all on your agenda going into this next decade? Well, going into that without revealing too much. <laughs> <laughs> Or just like a little I tease. Got <laughs> yeah, I got back into acting. Cool, awesome. I was just going to ask you that too. <laughs> yes, I've gotten back into acting and I'm very excited um, the process um, that um, has been, a, that I've been working on and, and the different things that we're putting together. Um, second of all, also I am relaunching, we will be launching our company, um, Black Silk is relaunching, we're taking a very bold position um, that has taken me four years to kind of um, get these things put in place so that we can um, basically continue what I, what I feel is truly needed if you're going to have hair products or skin products um, that's going to do more than just be about beauty. Cool, awesome. So, uh, 
And we're launched, so I'm getting excited about that. <laughs> we're about to um, reveal a little bit more about that soon. Cool. And then when can, when is like your guys' official launch? Do you guys have like an official launch date or are you guys going to have like a kickoff party or anything? <laughs> we, we don't have the official launch date to share. We are going to have a kickoff event okay. um, that we're looking to um, release for around Christmas um, to, to kind of like put out there. Got it. Um, and we we want everybody to basically I want you to go to www.myblacksilk.com and definitely register your email so you know we can um, get everybody on that mailing list and update list as to um, so you'll be notified like what's really about to launch for the brand. Okay. Cool. Awesome. I'll definitely make sure I put my email on there. And then, and then what is one unknown fact that people may or may not know about you? Huh. <laughs> I feel like there's a thousand things they don't know. <laughs> oh, wow. Maybe one of the, um, let's see. Main fact. Okay, um. I'm a um I'm a third degree black belt. Oh, nice. And, um, let's see. What else? I I homeschool my kids, and I um it's funny. I have a I think I've worked out a beautiful symphony of running my company, homeschooling my kids. And finding that um, peaceful, um, you know, relationship, like, with my husband and family, I feel like I've worked out a pretty beautiful symphony cool. of balance. Cool. Um, awesome. Balance is really um, important. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> balance. Like, so what's your advice on balance? Yeah, we, I moved away from, you know, the big city, um, you know, got a beautiful estate. Um, I'm not too far from my um, ranch, so it's like I'm able to work and still have that peace and that balance. You know, um, meditation is really important to me, so, you know, something I do twice a day, minimum. So, that really, all of that really... Those are some of the things I think people probably don't, um, maybe, you know, they don't know. Besides, pick up my book, because in the book, <laughs> pick up the book, I literally lay out all of the things. Like, I had my, I've had a um, home base, I had the first home base business, I had a fight for, I literally fought registrations and got, a, um, and found a loophole that allowed me to have my company at home. I had a beauty supply. I I owned my first beauty supply uh, when I was 16 years old. I was emancipated oh, awesome. at 16. I had a beauty supply in Watts, California, and I was there when um, the Watts riot happened, and that's how I lost my business. Oh wow! So um, those are like you know like highlight moments that was 
very interesting for me in my life. Awesome. And then where can people oh yeah, where where can people pick up your book and where can they follow you? I guess um, on you social can, yeah. Like where can they Yeah, yeah. I'm on yeah, I'm on um on Facebook and on Instagram at my name. You can follow me and then you can get the book from Amazon or from my website which is also my name, Desriajackson dot com. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much. Dara is deep. I hope to meet you in person. I know. Me too. Since <laughs> you're not that far. But yeah, we'll definitely have to do like a follow up. You know what? We have the Healthy Here. I didn't speak about that, but I do the Healthy Here Expo every year. Okay. Oh, you're the one that does. I think I heard about that one. Yeah, the Healthy Here Expo um, by Black Silk. So maybe um, we are doing it. Um, as far as I'm, I'm understanding, the committee has agreed to do it for the 2020 next year. You gotta come out. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah give me for me all the details and also about your kickoff too. When I when you do your kickoff event, like I'll do. I definitely want to come out and support you during that too. Oh, wonderful! Definitely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Hi everyone, I hope you enjoyed our guest. Don't forget to follow her on all social platforms so you can be so you can keep up with what she's doing and of course, you know, with her hair products, watches, you know, as black women and just in the black human community in general, we have to keep we have to keep that black dollar circulating. So definitely when she drops when her company drops drops those products with all support and let's let let like let us get rich off of you know our beauty products I mean these Asian companies and Korean companies they've been getting rich off of this for far too long with this hair within the hair within the hair beauty industry so it's definitely time that we support our own that we definitely support you know like our own people that are producing black hair products there for us. Because some of these other ones, you know, some of these other ones that are in, in the store, we already know, you guys probably already know some of the names, but some of these other ones, you know, it's marketed for us, but it's not biased. Which, which means we all know what type of product they're, they're, putting, they're putting in that bottle. So yeah, anyways, until next time, we're out.
what's up And you know what I need Love is furious cause I believe in blowing up spots 